Well, super. I am out of breath. Yeah, that's a bad way to start this off. Five. <laughs> oh, four. Three. Two. One. What of the world is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. considered we didn't have a chance to talk about this all that much but uh absolutely sidelined with news yesterday uh claude julien feels chest pains after game one uh, during the evening and is sent to the hospital we learn about this uh yesterday morning i believe <clears throat> if i recall correctly yeah it was um thursday morning during quarter the to 11 vancouver time yeah, after after the practice uh, yeah. from the team, and uh, Mark Bergevin and Shea Weber took the counter, and already that's kind of strange, given that it's you know mid-series playoffs. What does the general manager have to say? And he announces that well, Claude was hospitalized, not COVID-related, just uh, chest pains, and he had encouraging news that day. That encouraging news uh, rolled over into this morning when uh, Kirk Muller who is now acting as interim head coach, uh, <clears throat> said this, much of the same. He had spoken to Claude uh, earlier that day, that today, today, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that said he's just sounded fine and that all they talked about was hockey. <laughs> and he had a stint yes. um, put in. And so, and he, a full recovery is expected. So thank goodness. And uh, further, uh, Claude Julien is arresting back at home in Montreal, and uh, we wish him nothing yes. but the best. He is one nothing of the most the respected best. and beloved coaches and personalities around and the lovely NHL, person. and an absolutely lovely person. Stories were pouring out uh, all over social media and yeah. Twitter and from uh, broadcasters and players that were just extolling their love for the man, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's all well-deserved. And former teams. And former teams as well, including the, <clears throat> New the Jersey Devils, Devils and the Bruins. I completely forgot about, but there it is. Uh, and now, and uh, post-game shows, coaches um, yes. across the league, or that are still in the playoffs yesterday, were th that's how they, you know, they they all made a point to mention the coach. So, mm. so it's such a relief to find out that he's okay. Yes. Yeah, so. Just uh, a little bit of panic, but everything is fine. And as it, as mentioned, he is resting at home in Montreal, which brings in the question. Well, it's not a question. He is out for the series. If we want to get back to the actual hockey of the thing, he is out <laughs> for the series, making Kirk Muller the head coach for the rest of the series. Today was his debut. Now, Wait, I should are also we introducing say, ourselves? We will. I should also say that with... Julien being back in Montreal, it begs the question whether or not he'll be able to return for the playoffs. I'm sure. I saw something online that he would have to um, quarantine for a certain yeah. number of days, at, like four days. Yeah. After arriving to the bubble. So maybe, maybe it's not as bad as I 
had envisioned. But at the same time, I can imagine if I was to take a, a shot in the dark that maybe he'll return for the conference final when the Habs get there. Right. Because based on how they're playing, that's probably going to be the case. Uh, My name is David Auger, and I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I'm joined, as always, by Veronica. Yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we are the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter.com. Beth is busy uh, <laughs> at her job job, so she cannot yep. join us today. And this is our Game 2 recap. Captain Kirk takes the helm to steer Le Canadi and the Montreal during a turbulent time uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in the playoffs, emotionally. Mm-hmm. This is, it's unprecedented where in, in even the history of the Habs, where a coach had to leave, had to be replaced mid-series in, in all the history of playoff hockey for the Habs. What about Zach Demers? That happened before the playoffs. Oh, okay. So this is so little asterisks there. So there it is. But never during a playoff series. This is the first time ever. And when it comes to the Habs and something happening for the first time ever, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Because the Habs have been around forever. They've been around longer than cars. Yep. You know? They so. they they preceded the internet too. By a fair margin. <laughs> God, I think they, pre- oh my God, they proceeded like refrigerators. <laughs> oh. People were still getting around on horses. I Maybe electricity. That might be a stretch. Though. No, that's a stretch. Okay, maybe electricity in Canada. Oh, David. Oh, well, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. It was popular okay. elsewhere before. Okay, regardless. Maybe, did they proceed the telephone? I'd have to look it up. Okay. Now, uh, so Captain Kirk, and it's such an interesting thing because of the, all the history and all of the coincidences that are going on with this particular series. It's a 2010 uh, revenge matchup, essentially. Uh, Kirk Muller, though, in his history as a, an important player for the Habs back during the uh, Cup run in 93, he is the last Hab to score a Stanley Cup winning goal. It was him during the 93 uh, series where they... He was a captain. And, yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Um, one moment. I'm looking up the light bulb. No, light. they did not precede the light bulb, which means they didn't precede electricity. Okay. Yeah, the light bulb was 1879. Oh, wow. That is, um... Really? What about the wheel? When was the wheel invented? Like the neo. <laughs> the point is, they've been around. They have been around. So, and we're still not even getting to the to the to the main juicy bits of this because yeah. I'm actually wondering: was Kirk Muller captain, or wasn't it Guy Carboneau? Uh, Kirk Muller was the captain. Carboneau was the captain for the '86 team. Was he? Oh, are you sure? Oh, shit, I don't know here. See, yeah, see, and that's yeah. why I, I can't believe it. I can't believe I don't just have this like ready to go right in front I know. of me. I know we had like lots of prep time too. Yeah, good. I need well, to Cup. Did. Huh? Series winning goal. Yep. Mhm, mhm. 
uh, was Kirk Muller. God damn it. Los Angeles started well, yada, yada, yada. I have to know. For game five. Captain, Guy Carbonell, boom, done. All right. Shit. There it is. Okay. Well, he was the captain once. Well, I think that's just his nickname because of Star Trek. Anyway, no. I, okay. regardless, I, I I believe you, though. But not during the cup run. Semantics aside, Kirk Muller took the Flyers to task today. Kirk Muller did. Shea Weber did. Nick Suzuki did. Yosemite Kotkaniemi did. Uh, Victor Mete did. Thomas Tatar did. I mean, it was a complete and utter travesty on the ice. I didn't think it was legal to do that to another professional sports team. I turned in the playoffs. I turned (laughs) on the game and like the first two minutes go by and there's already a goal from Tomas Tatar. Uh, We were talking about him in the last game recap that if anybody has to wake up, it's Tomas Tatar. And guess who woke up? Thomas Thomas Tatar. So he woke up and two minutes go by. I'm like, wow, the Habs are really playing the Flyers. Five minutes go by. I'm like, wow, the Habs are really playing the Flyers. Ten minutes go by in the first period. I go, wow, the Habs are really playing the Flyers. (laughs) Fifteen minutes go by. It's two nothing. I say, wow, the Flyers haven't had a shot on net in the first (laughs) period of the game. It took 17 minutes. That, it was absolutely crazy. And I think the shot was off a power play for the Flyers. Yes. Just oh absolute God. anarchy. Yes, it and is. I don't know how uh, how we can talk about it, aside from the fact that the Habs just <laughs> completely and utterly dominated the Flyers yes. throughout essentially the entire game. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. No other and way to put it. And they scored a power play goal again. I think they scored two power play goals, actually. Oh, maybe I missed it because it was on a work call. No, no, no. It's okay I because I don't know either. Yeah, two power play goals. One from Tomas Tatar and another one from Kotka Niemi. Yes! Two of them. They went two Jeez. for six on the power play. God damn it. And Tatar <laughs> and Kotka Niemi had all the goals except for Armia, right? That's correct. And yep, uh, Armia also. Joyeux Joel. Joel. Yeah, Armia also on the board. <laughs> um, But, okay, and on that note, that's the fourth line contributing. And a big uh, another important thing that happened today was uh, Dale Weiss out. Jake Evans is back and in, and him Belzil got uh, assists on uh, yes. our and it was just what a that's incredible. Uh, Mete was on the power play twice, and you want to know something? He got two points for Yay! each time he was out there. <laughs> so there's that. But it was also scoring on the power play. Yes! Oh my god. If the Habs have a power play, they are going to go far in this series, if not the entire playoffs. And they won on the road. And they, they won were the road on team. The road, quote unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It was it was an absolute display. Uh, like what what even like, what was going on with the Flyers? I have what no... What even was that? That was... If I was a Flyers fan, and Oof. Veronica, if people don't know, uh, was a guest on a on a Flyers podcast last night. Yeah. 
And I believe that you said that those fellas, well, they weren't completely confident in the series. Granted, well, that was before this game. I didn't yeah. expect this to happen. I figured the Flyers are going to keep being the Flyers and they're going to be Flyers. But and they were actually grounders. Here. Well, the Habs just, decided to be the Habs. Yeah, that's it. I felt like I was watching a fucking dynasty on the ice. That I was like, <laughs> what in God's name is happening? They were just. They were possessed. They, were, they had no chance. No. Zero chance to beat the Habs today. I no. figured, okay, first period, we got them. That second period, freaking Vignola is going to go ape shit and throw a trash can at somebody. Didn't happen. Same thing in the third period. Because in the third period, by then it was 4 nothing. Four nothing yeah. in a playoff game. I playoffs. was a little worried after second intermission because I thought there's there's absolutely no chance that the Flyers are going to score four goals on Carey Price in one period. So I already knew that it was over. Yeah, especially this Carey Price. Holy oh my man. god! It was just just absolutely crazy. Um, Did you see our friend Brian Wild posted prices updated? That's now he has a oh, yeah. 953 save percentage. Yeah, hello. In the postseason. Hello. Yeah. In the playoff, the playoffs. Now, <laughs> now, now, now. This is the first time that the Flyers have lost a game in the bubble. Two note. Yes. I'm expecting. And did they ever? Yeah, did they ever? I'm expecting fire and brimstone come Sunday, and game three is going to decide this series because if the flyers can't find a way to counter the halves, like, well, man, I mean, holy well, crap. there was, a, there was also a line tweaking that occurred. We had our Kotkaniemi Drouin Domi line and Domi yes, moved to the wing. And what else did we talk about last time? Domi got three points tonight. Three points. Three points. He assisted on, uh, Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So he, not only that, but he also got power play time. So it was uh, he assisted on Kutkaniemi's goal in the first, the power play goal by Tatar, and he assisted also on uh, Kutkaniemi's power play goal. And the, he's drawing penalties out there like Andrew Shaw. It was just, it was just they didn't have a chance. No chance. They had zero chance. Okay. You want to know another thing too is that this is I think this is one of the first games where. Uh, we've been very defense oriented with all of the offense that we were producing, you know, like Petrie scoring, Weber scoring, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. This is the first game, I think, in the playoffs where none of the defensemen scored, but the only defenseman to get points was Mete. <laughs> That's great. Shea Weber yeah, made a save. Yes, he did. Shea happy Weber birthday, made. Shea Weber. Happy birthday, Shea Weber. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Good job. Uh, Shea Weber leading in ice time. Oh, okay. He's back Naturally, right with uh, Petrie and Sherratt followed behind. Mm-hmm. Mate finally had more ice time than Willette. Uh, let's see. Who else? Kiki Kutkaniemi led the team in hits again. He was just deleting guys all over the place. Yes, he was. Yeah, he's throwing that body. He literally led the team in hits. Yeah. Literally. And uh, scored goals. And scored goals. Two of them. And it was really, really classy of uh, Muller to put Tatar and Kutkaniemi out on the ice for the final few minutes. 
plus the power play at the end too in order to try to get one of them a hat trick which is really nice tatar waking up is big yes oh my god Gallagher can't be far behind yeah even though he was doing all kinds of everything out there today he's gonna start putting it in the net yep he had an assist at least uh Gallagher so yes on the first Um, KK goal yep 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 let's see uh the only offensive people to not like the only forwards to not have a point tonight is Deneau, which is fine because Deneau is very he important. Was on that penalty kill. Oh my God. He, he had herself so- a 4v4 that turned into was it another situation where it went 4v4, 4v3, 5v3, 5v4. Or was it just a straight 5v3? I, it was a 5 on 4, then it was a 5 on 3, as I recall. Yes, it was. And they and, stopped and for almost it. a full two minutes. Yeah, and they they stopped it. I don't think they even scored on five on three, and there's been more than one or two occasions where they've been called for it. There's, I mean, there's they haven't a been lot scored of, on yet. There's a lot of hand wringing about the power play, and rightfully so. But we th- there should be more talk about the penalty kill in this postseason by the Habs. Yeah, because the penalty kill is is absolutely it's, it's very a, important. It's a stone wall, and stopping five on threes. Against players of this caliber, yep. top-seeded flyers who just, you know, okay, maybe the round robin was a bit of a snoozer, but mm. they still beat every other. They, they were undefeated by margins, I think. So, oh anyway. Um, the only forwards to not get points. Dano is one of them. Uh, Byron. But Byron, it's Byron. <laughs> and then Lekkonen. And Lekkonen. I'm not worried about Byron. Not worry about Byron, Lekkonen, or Deneau. They can have a day off on it. Well, actually, no, we need them. But they still, I don't, if everyone else is producing, every other forward got a point except for those three. Do you know how many forwards we have? One second. (laughs) Lots. We have 12 forwards. Nine of them got points tonight in some way or form. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. It's all coming together. Yes, it's all it coming is. together. When what great timing and what one of my favorite parts of the game was when I think it was Boracek decided mm. to try to hit Shea Weber, oh. and Shea Weber <laughs> just <laughs> sat on him for like two minutes behind oh the net. Oh my god! Wait, wait, was it was it Voracek or was it a Giroux? I think it was Boracek, and probably people are yelling at me right now. Yeah, I haven't had, of, I haven't had a chance to rewatch the game, which is what I always my do. Favorite moment of the game was Konechny missing, oh my God. absolutely whiffing on the power play <laughs> that the Flyers had, missing the goal, and he tried breaking his stick once on the ice. He tried breaking it once, twice, three times against the boards, couldn't do it. <laughs> And just sat down with his stick. Did you send out that meme or did you just send it in DMs? I did send out that meme. Oh, the good big, job, the, David. The big corgi dog is Konechny's stick. And the sad <laughs> dog is Konechny. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, I know that kind of frustration. I've played professional. Well, not professional. I've played sports, team sports. You know, I played travel league. I played with the boys in the beer league. And when just when the game's not going right, you just want to freaking throw yourself into a river. Yeah. And it is a rare thing for a stick to survive that much abuse. <laughs> that stick is going places. <laughs> and can we talk 
<clears throat> about Alain Vigneault's post-game comments. Oh, my Lord. He was uh, not a happy guy. Yes, and he had no reason to be happy. No, and he had no reason to be happy, and he knew it. I think yeah. what, what was one of the quotes is that we got our butts kicked. Uh, yeah. Playoffs? No, and uh, another sort of money quote was that he thought um, Kirk oh, Muller having his first power play unit out there to end the game was basically cheap because they'd already been embarrassed enough and mm -hmm. he was going to make sure that the guys knew it mm -hmm. like bulletin board material. I'm sorry. First of all, our power play unit. <laughs> I mean, it's not usually anything to really write home about number one and it's number two. That's a very nice way to put it, Veronica. That is not the reason. Yes, that is. I thought, I, you know, I was being political. But that's, I mean, <laughs> of all the other things you could be unhappy about, that's what you were unhappy about? Like, yeah. I, mean, I said, somebody sent it to me in DMs. Um, our friend, what's her name? I love her. I'm going to shout her out on the pod. I I'm not even her. sure what her name is. I do not know her name. But her act is traveling this world that's why i couldn't remember it because it's not her name traveling this world sent it to me in dms i hope she doesn't mind that i divulge that and she was like what the hell and i'm like i get what he's doing he's trying to get his guys pissed off about something so that next time they can but i mean they should already be just thoroughly humiliated and bereft of yeah. any sort of pride which is why i'm very worried about sunday i'm not I'm, uh, it depends on what happens Sunday and then I'll stop being worried. But Sunday yeah, is my worry tells day. It's own story, but yep. the guys have a taste now and they were, they were possessed. It was the, I mean, it was literally the best I've seen the Habs play in like five years. Or At more. At least maybe. Like the only other time where I saw the Habs playing this well was, was the, uh, Habs Bruins series. <clears throat> 2015 right. where they were well, just playing their hearts out either that or the uh the series against the bolts earlier in that playoff right i can't remember just, precisely the 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 sweep i don't remember if that was 2014 or 2015 now but actually. the difference with this team which is um extremely important in the playoffs mm -hmm. is their toughness yeah it's not just the play. It's they're, they're bruising and punishing people. And that makes a big difference in the playoffs. It's a different, it's a different sport in the playoffs. Yes, it is. It's a completely different thing going on. And I wanted to double check uh, something that, again, I should have double checked before. But I believe this is the first game of the playoffs where the Habs were actually out hit by their opposing team. Today? Uh, yes. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, and, and that is an important thing. So let me see. Uh, yeah. Yep. Where can you see that? Yep. I got it right here. Oh, okay. Sherat, five hits. Kukkanyemi, six hits. Petrie, five hits. Yeah. So the, uh, the Habs out hit the Penguins every game by yep. like margins as well. They just, they, they out, you know, they they just killed them. Uh, the game one, 
which was pretty tight against the Flyers. Uh, Habs out hit them 32 to 27. In th- in this game, Flyers out hit the Canadiens 36-32. Now that's fine because the Habs were too busy playing the goddamn puck. Yeah. To hit people, it's it was it was. I I think that the Flyers had possession in the Habs zone maybe like ten times throughout the entire course of the game. In the first period, it was. It was just completely <laughs> lopsided. <laughs> this was, it was quite something. It was absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. The Habs killed them. And they might have been out hit, but the hits that they laid, I'm so yeah. impre- Like, such a difference f- between last season and this season for Kutkaniemi. You know, he used to be so light and kind of like a, a doe. You know, and sort of like be light on his feet and, you know, kind of fall down all the time. He's just Aww. laying hits and turning right around and getting back into the plate. He's, he's, I'm just, I'm so impressed with him. I'm impressed with the whole team. It was a full team effort. Yeah. And that the likes of which I haven't seen from the Habs in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. They... Five nothing. They, they, they it was five nothing. Zero. Smoked them. There, I don't think that there's been that lopsided a victory in this entire pandemic. Yeah. Like yeah, even, I think so. Like, in the play, well, the plans. I was talking to the guys from um, it's high and wide podcast. Yeah. Um, last night, and you know the round robin teams kind of were playing like it was just a round robin. They they all had their spots secured. Yeah. You know, so it's not really fair to count those, but the victories, like, I think, has any team been outscored by five goals? No. No. No, no, no. This was, uh, this is the first blatant, obvious win by a team, without I a wonder, doubt. Like, well, I have <clears throat> no line changes for the next game, I would hope. Sorry, Dale. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Jake Evans was playing great. Jake Evans was really good, actually, if I'm thinking about it now. Um, he was constantly chasing the puck and barely missing icings. And then as soon as the icing gets called, he'd be like, what the hell, coat uh, ref? <laughs> and the ref was like, Jake, sit down. He's like, okay. <laughs> then he just did. But, um, yeah, there was... I. I don't know what there is to say. We, yeah. We, it was, they just murdered them. Thomas Tatar with, like, snipes and just t- just taking them to task. Yeah. They had no chance. Carter Hart got replaced by uh, Brian Elliott. Yes. He got uh, yanked. In the second or third period. I don't know if it was 4 nothing. he was... got yanked. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I think that, that was, was it. Oh, right, yeah. Right, right. And, like, immediately after that, uh, Domi crashes the net. That started a scrum. Brian Elliott didn't like that. Uh, had another uh, case on the other end against Price where Willette once again put somebody, pushed Grant into Price again, which was uh, not very awesome. Uh-uh. But speaking of Price, more importantly, so both goalies are fine, but more importantly, I believe that Price 
with his seventh playoff shutout, has is tied for first in the franchise again with Patrick Waugh. I had the tweet here. I may need to be double checked on that. Yeah. Because I, I read it and I yeah. said that sounds correct, and then I decided to share it. With I think everybody. he's in third, but let me what? let me double check. Just wait one moment. The NHL public relations account has been straight fire, as the kids say. Hey. It's been really good. And fire AF. Fire AF. Get it. Da, 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 da. You keep talking. Sure. Uh, so the Habs won. <laughs> Five nothing. In Toronto. In with Toronto. a billboard that says go Habs go. In Toronto. And it's awesome. Wasn't the NHL players a blah, 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 public relations thing? Just one moment. It's NHL uh, public relations. Yep, yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, this is bad, bad, bad podcast. Okay. Yes, it is, because we have none of our stuff. Okay, <laughs> Gary Price earned his seventh career playoff shutout and trails only Jacques Plant and Ken Dryden for most yes. in franchise history with 10. So he's in second place. I was incorrect about everything I just said. <laughs> that doesn't look but it's, like it's Weber. Pretty damn it is good. Weber. That is pretty damn it's very good. exciting. Wow. And you know what? What? That's why he makes ten and a half million dollars. Most playoff goals before age twenty one. Kopka Niemi is in fifth place. Tied with Galchenyuk, Tremblay, and no. Masnik. <laughs> He's not tied and, with Galchenyuk. Yeah, he is. He has one more goals. than Galchenyuk. Oh, he does now, actually. Yeah, that is true. So yeah. now updated. <laughs> <laughs> he has one more than Galchenyuk, and he's in, like, very lofty company. He is tied with Henri Richard. Oui. Before, before age 21. Wow, Claude Lemieux, Lemieux what a... What an awesome player he was. He was, yeah, he was quite something. So, Much in reviled regards, by his opponents. Yes. So in regards to those rankings, it would be Claude Lemieux with 10 before he was uh, 21 years old. Uh, yeah. Stéphane Richet, which I'm surprised about. Of all people, Stéphane Richet with 7. Uh, Shane Corson, your favorite, at 6. Yeah! Then Henri Richard and Jasperi Kutka-Niemi. And there's plenty of playoffs to go. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> Oh, my God. Could he do it? Could Jesperi Kotkaniemi do it? Ooh, yes. Why not? Five five games, right? Four goals. If I'm counting. No, no. Six games, four goals. Six games, four goals. And uh, it uh, if we sweep everybody, that's 15. So then <laughs> if we did the math. Okay, wait a second. Six, 12. Yeah, we need 15 more wins. So so we double it. So then he'll have eight. Oh, my God. The math says yes. Law of averages (laughs) says yes. I did all my head. It is science. (laughs) There it is. We are also out of time. Wow, that went by fast. Yeah. Yeah. Habs won. Habs won. And it was embarrassing to the flyer. Embarrassing. Yep. Now, um... 
come Sunday, yeah. uh, we have a very special treat on Sunday. Uh, we have a very special guest coming on the podcast that we will not reveal, <laughs> Veronica. No. Uh, but I just told this, one person, but that's but, I, they're going to keep it a secret. Yes, they will. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I only told all of my hockey friends and everyone in my family, and they don't. <laughs> um, so... Because they don't know who this person is. Regardless, <laughs> everyone else everyone else does, though. Everyone else will. Very good. Um, so this person will be joining us for a game recap. I'm not sure if this will be another, like, half-hour show or hour show. We'll play that one by ear on Sunday night. Yeah. But, yeah, game three, Sunday. Will the Flyers come back from a harrowing loss at the hands of the rebirth of the Canadiens de Montréal? Or will the Habs continue their march for La Coupe Stanley? They're the home we'll team see. on Sunday, too. They are the home team. They'll be in Bleu, Blanc, Rouge. White. Yeah. It's oh, going to be great. So. Yes, wait. it is. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's Thanks, it. everybody. Bye. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.